Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Canaan STL podcast. And as you guys can tell, I am not Pastor Daniel. Uh, this week and for a couple weeks to come, Pastor Daniel and Pastor Martin are in Africa. They are doing some wonderful missions thing, leading the leading the team over there um, from Canaan. And we we look forward to their report um, as well as their return. But today, you are stuck with me and you may have been able to guess you are also stuck with our worship pastor, Pastor Nathan. Nathan, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. I am not Pastor Martin. Not not by any stretch, but it's Kevin, it's great to be here with you, sir. I, I agree. This summer, my first summer at Canaan, I'm looking forward to these trips because when we come back, like you said, there will be reports of what God's doing around the world and in different areas, and we get to experience that during this wonderful season. Yeah, absolutely. And we we were asked to fill in on the podcast, and that's a ton of fun. And today we decided we would talk about the the question that I'm sure is on everyone's mind, this question around the theology of worship. And and more specifically, why do we do this musical worship thing that we do on mm. Sunday morning? Why is this such a big part of, of the church and what we do as Southern Baptists? So Nathan, what do you think? What do you think? What a, what a small, non-controversial statement that surely will not fill a podcast <laughs> at all. Uh, this it, it is it is wonderful. I'll, I'll share the statistic about the importance of it and and worship kind of that word as as analog for really we mean musical worship, worship through singing. Worship can be in a variety of ways, but if we're talking about worship through singing, that someone counted once, so so we didn't have to, and and uh, figured out that twenty percent of the total content of the Bible is songs. Twenty mm. percent, whether you're talking Song of Solomon, Psalms. All the other uh, songs uh, uh, cited in Scripture, they're twenty percent, one fifth is songs. That's a powerful testimony, a powerful uh, uh, testament to the importance that is placed on it. It's like, wow, I don't, I, I see them as poetry. I don't see them as songs. Well, that's just because we didn't have the means to capture sound on paper until the, um, uh, well, gosh. 500 years ago, yeah. uh, we didn't have the, the ability to really quantify sound on paper like we do now. Uh, imagine if we did. I would have loved to know what those tunes were. Can, oh. you, can you imagine the the melodies that, that David could have possibly had in mind? Um, <laughs> he lost them all. It, it oh. totally would have changed the way that I think we, we not only read some of the Psalms, but that we would, we would sing them. Um, there's yes. plenty of modern arrangements of them, but if we could have had the original, yes. um, likely would have made... The, the worship wars, a, a totally different conversation. <laughs> That's right. You're changing David's melodies. How dare you? Right, Even right. the Psalter has new melodies, but it's like the, these words and, oh, yeah, if we knew what, what he was playing on the harp when Saul threw something at him. Like, what was it? Mm. What, what note did he play? You know, it, it, what, a lot of things to think about. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so we, we talked a little bit before we started recording about this idea of just fundamentally what is worship? And I would say we we definitely agreed, but we came at it from slightly different angles. So Nathan, if I'm you know putting you, putting you in the hot seat, what would you say? What is worship? Worship uh, has been boiled down to a word for me, and it was actually boiled down in your experience, in your um, training, in your uh, uh, 
marinating with this, Kevin, with a completely different word. And I don't want to steal your word. Mm. The word that was given to me that summed it up well for me is lifestyle. Mm. Worship is a lifestyle that regardless of of what we're doing, driving home to people at, at, at Canaan during any service, we're worshiping through song. Yes, that is maybe somewhat obvious. We usually begin most services with that. We worship through uh, following the Lord in baptism and observing and rejoicing with that. We uh, worship through giving, which may take place in the moment or throughout the month. Mm-hmm. We worship through hearing God's word opened and preached, listening, being attentive to it, following it along, following along with it. Uh, we can uh, worship through prayer, through listening, prayer, agreeing in prayer, praying ourselves. So many wonderful things we can do. Uh, it's our lives. It's our lifestyle. Lifestyle is the word I heard summing up worship. But you had a very different word. Uh, I did. And honestly, I think that before I before I share the word, I think it's because when I was studying worship and when I was making a transition into serving in ministry, I had come from the background first of music. Um, I was doing music education yes. and was about a year off of finishing that degree and then felt the Lord's call into ministry. And uh that conversation between my wife, Jenna, and I, um, as you can imagine, um, was not a simple one as I was so close to finishing a degree. Um, and so I came from the musical background first, yes. and then I entered into this ministerial path, uh, got a bachelor's degree in ministry and leadership from MBU, um, which is certainly a much more Bible-based theological degree. Um, so... Thinking about worship, and I actually I had to answer this this question in another format recently. And when I started looking at the Bible and trying to to start there and end there, right? That's where we should always be. Very good. Yes. Trying to start there and end there. What is worship according to the Bible? And the word that I came across over and over again was sacrifice. Okay. Sacrifice. Uh, yeah. And the thing is, is that I I don't know if it is the first occurrence. I. I Hesitate to say that it's the first occurrence because somebody will correct me. (laughs) It's early. Um, It's one of the first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Somebody will correct me. But one of the first references of the word worship appears actually with Abraham getting ready to sacrifice Isaac. Um, Sacrifice. Um, So we, we talked about that a little bit before, but how does that play into worship now? Are we, are we sacrificing now when we worship through song on Sunday morning? On the, sur- on the surface, it doesn't feel like we do. I mean, to, to sacrifice one's, uh, one's son, as you mentioned with that, that example with Abraham and Isaac being willing to do such a thing, uh, to sacrificing our, our, our money when we give through tithes and our offerings. Mm. But yes, again, in our discussions, Kevin, in our discussions are plentiful. I love you know, getting to work with you. We just, we just always talking about all sorts of wonderful aspects of this. But yes, it, for, for, for those listening, think, do I sacrifice when I come to sing? Yes, absolutely you do. And I believe we had a, a little list here. I'll see if I can read my notes. We were talking about sacrificing uh, time and sleep. Mm. Our service time comes around on a, on a Sunday morning when uh, you may uh, wish to sleep longer and you don't, and you need a little coffee as a result. <laughs> uh, we, we, we try to provide you with a bit of caffeine as a, as a helpful thing, but you sacrifice your, your time 
people choose to use that time on Sunday morning increasingly in our culture in different ways. So it makes it all the more obvious that you are sacrificing this time that you're choosing to prepare to come here to do all the things that take the time to get here. Uh, there, there's effort to do it. Uh, we assemble. And think, well, what's a big deal in that? We've seen in the last couple of years what a big deal that was mm-hmm. uh, to to assemble when when that was not allowed for a time or really frowned upon for a time or restricted for a time or with caveats for a time. Assembling is hard to do and not always possible, which we're glad that there's such an online presence that's increasing for Canaan for those that can't or for those that wish to be reached outside our walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are... Uh, once we start singing, it's like, oh, that was only the preparation. There is there is breath. Like, what's the big deal about breath? Well, every other time, unless you're communicating somehow, you're breathing not to die. Mm. All day, you don't think about it. You're breathing not to die, uh, which is good. Keep breathing. I, everyone out there, I would recommend an uninterrupted breathing streak. Do not interrupt it. Uh, <laughs> highly recommended. That is my medical advice. But uh, when we when we breathe otherwise... It's to communicate somehow, to talk, to speak. And in our case, to put that to pitch and to sing, to mm. musical worship. That is a sacrifice of your very life-giving breath to do it. And you can somehow feel lightheaded sometimes if you've been doing a lot of singing. Mm. Be careful. Keep breathing. Mm. And then finally, in our list, an incomplete list, but a list nonetheless, is thoughts. We are taking them captive and Kevin really I, I want I want to throw this back to you because you brought up these great points about what what we sing are, are these these statements we make and these thoughts that we have that may not always be in sync as you recall you had some good um thinking with that and observations with that sir yeah so I was really earlier talking about the song faithful now uh by vertical worship and that is a song that has been um you know, what, what we would call a heart song for me for a while now, um, for, for a few years now. And the reason that we were talking about that is because I said, can you imagine saying some of these things in another context other than worship? You know, the, the song has lyrics that say, I don't always understand. I don't always get to see, but I will believe it. And then the chorus makes this turn to acknowledging where in the verses we were acknowledging, here's all the things that I am incapable of. I don't understand. I don't get to see. I, I, I. The chorus makes a shift and says to God, but you make mountains move. You make giants fall. And it's referencing all these major stories that we know in scripture. Yes. Um, you songs of praise to shake prison walls. Uh, you know, all, all of these great things. But God, you were faithful then. You were faithful now. And, and comes back to this. And, and as we were talking before, yeah, just can you imagine like saying that in a non-worship context? Oh, well, I don't, I don't understand. I don't really see it. I don't really, if we were in a meeting and you heard somebody over and over again, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, mm. um, that doesn't paint us in a great picture, um, to say that we are flawed or that we do not get something. Mm. Um, but that's where we come back to this sacrifice idea and come back to what worship is. It's acknowledging how great God is and how not great we are, <laughs> how yes. fallen we are. Yes. Um, and I did um, in that, that idea of sacrifice and, and thinking through that, of course, came across the scripture uh, in Romans 12, one, 
where it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the Mm -hmm. mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So while we're talking about musical worship and why we do that on a Sunday morning, worship as a whole is not limited to that. Um, It's a much bigger thing. And you, you touched on some of that earlier with, with tithing and um, of course, with our, our gift of time, um, a gift Mm -hmm. of service. Um, You know, how do you, you know, we're, we're both married. How do you love your wife and your kids? And, and that's, that's an act of worship if being done well. Yes. And you know, well, well, what do you think? Are there other, other, other avenues that for the Christian aside from just Sunday morning, what are the other ways that we, that we worship? I mean, it, it is, it is constant and it should be constant. And that is a, a, not, you don't want to call it a pet peeve. A pet peeve sounds so inconsequential. It is something that, that grieves me that the word worship has become confused. And I think we've talked about this on an earlier podcast, but mm-hmm. it's, it's that, it's that, um, worship and, and singing have become synonymous and, mm-hmm. and they, they ought not to be. It's a failure of English. It's a failure of our, our cultural use of it. Uh, yes, but there are so many different ways. So funny as you're speaking with talking about your spouse, you know, if I'm relating to Maggie, you're relating to Jenna, that, uh, our, the five love languages, classic, uh, classic rubric. Mm. Th- those are all, uh, ways of, of, of sacrifice. You can give your, your, I'm trying to remember all five of them, your, your, your time, your, your gifts, your physical touch, uh, your words of affirmation. I'm trying to think if I've covered them all. Yes, we'll be corrected if, if we're missing one, but there, these are, these are ways you can love well. And there are, there are analogs as you're, as you're taking every thought captive during the week, spending time with the Lord, sacrificing time to devote yourself Devoting yourself to study, to 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 living well, taking your thoughts captive, your actions captive, as you you um, bow to Christ's lordship and try to become more like a little Christ, more mm. like a Christian. Mm. There, there's 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 so much. It is endless, which is why I'm glad you quoted Romans. That it is it is a living sacrifice. We are to be living sacrifices, and I'm glad that we get to model that through this obvious way of singing, mm. because it's just a a very convenient outward way to show it and declare it. Mm. We we behave in ways in our lives that okay, I don't I don't feel like this. My flesh doesn't want to behave like this, but the Bible says I need to do it, so I'm going to do it. Oh wow, okay, I'm getting to be a, more, a little more like Christ over time. This is wonderful. I'm I'm, I'm in obedience to what, what how the Spirit's leading, and and we can see that through song. Faithful now, what a great example. I like best the songs, regardless of era, that that acknowledge brutally what we don't know, how we fail, how we fall short, and then yet God is able, God is good, God is faithful. Yeah, and that and that's not married to modern songs, certainly. Um a song like How Great Thou Art does that. Mm-hmm. Um constantly acknowledging God for how great God is, how how vast that that God is, um, that we perceivably can't wrap our minds completely around it. We, we try, but mm-hmm. we can't get there. Yes. Um, so certainly not a limited to modern or contemporary worship styles either. Um, it's something that we've, we've had for as long as musical worship has been notated. Yes. Um, we did talk about another topic before we, we started that I think is also relevant that there is this push that we see 
around specifically the, the musical worship arena that is about emotion. And you'll hear people talk about worship from this perspective of, oh, well, that church is too emotional. Um, and, I, and I think when I say that to anybody who's heard that, you, you have an image to that in mind. You've seen what people are talking about. Yes. Um, but what do we, what do we say? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll toss it back to you, but Nathan <laughs> for, uh, well, you're, you're the worship pastor. I am a worship coordinator here at Canaan. We work together, yeah, we do. but there, what do you think? I mean, is, is worship an emotional thing? It, it is vital that it, it is. Mm. And it's so funny because you, you describe it so well, almost a stereotype of what too emotive can be. It's been almost parodied yeah. many times. It, it, we, you can behave in ways that seem incongruous mm. when observed from the outside. Do we, do we roll in the aisle? Do we do, we, uh, do uh, stereotypical things that seem uh, uh, anachronistic? Are we, are we uh, making our bodies move in weird ways? Are we... Um, uh, I don't know, uh, making a, a song last for 25, 30 minutes or, or something like this. Or, yes. Repeats the bridge, repeats the bridge. Just repeat. The bridge. Ad, ad, yeah. Yes, ad, ad astra, paraspera, ad nauseum. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but there, uh, we've seen that. And yet you ask, should worship be emotional? Y- yes. Yes. And we don't think that it should maybe we can get lost by saying, Oh, that, that over there was too emotional. But then we can think about the other extreme. What would the other extreme be? Would, would you say maybe too intellectual too uh, not dry too removed? Yeah, I would, I would say that. And especially coming from a context where, like I said, I, I was doing the music degree first and mm. then the more Bible and theological based degree. I experienced both extremes. Okay. Um, I've seen the people who were um, musically super artistic and, and worship was something that was really out in left field. And <laughs> somebody, even, even as a musician, I'm kind of scratching my head going, I don't really know what just happened there. Yes. Um, but I've seen the other side where, yeah, you said it could be potentially lingering towards too intellectual or too, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't necessarily say too theological, but perhaps too brainy. Um, You have described it before when I've heard you talking about melts, which is your system for saying, is this song um, appropriate? Is this song adequate for a worship context? And I've heard you describe it as we, we want a song that is of course um, accessible to be singing and is, uh, biblically accurate, but we also don't necessarily need it to sound like a seminary paper or a, you know, a dissertation either. Um, there, there's a weird line there. Um, and I say that as somebody who loves worship songs that are really wordy. Um, really meaty. I, yes. Yeah, I, I yes. think of, um, one of the more modern ones that we've introduced in the past six months or so. Um, yet not I, but through Christ in me, Love it. that song is so theologically rich and and so wordy, but it does it in a poetic way. It does it in an artistic way mm-hmm. um, where I don't feel like I'm reading an encyclopedia to get all this information <laughs> about who God is. Yes. Now, and that's what's interesting, Kevin, how would the congregation behave if they were, if they were too removed, too brainy, too intellectual, too, um, I don't know, maybe hands off. I, yeah, it's it's hard to describe a word on the other end, but 
uh, I don't want to sing along necessarily to a seminary dissertation. I want to sit and listen mm. and kind of take in a seminary dissertation. Now, which is, there's a place for that. There's right. an important place for that. But we can see the danger and maybe we've been part of it or uh, folks listening have been part of this where you're like, oh, that music was very well done. And, and folks are singing with great intensity and skill, but they're not bringing me along. I'm going to stop singing. Mm. I'm going to just watch. I'm going to observe. I'm just going to appreciate. And then it's, it's, it's unplugged. There's a purpose for edification. There's a purpose for encouragement. There's a purpose for music in that way. But if it's majoring in that, there's maybe a problem of a lack of emotion, a lack of connection, a lack of, of uh, honest, mm. em- emotive connecting, at least, singing. So we've seen the other end as maybe one of those church services where um, a, a skilled team or, or maybe a team that is just kind of going through the motions with a good song, but is just playing it to put it out there and mm. folks are listening, but they are listless mm. and they are not uh, connecting. I think we've been in services like that. Right. And, you know, we, we circled around this idea that I think we both um, strongly agreed with in our pre-conversation that ultimately, yes, worship is an emotional thing. It's also a theological thing. It must be. But really what it is, and I think the flow that we agreed on, is that our theology will inform that emotional response. Mm-hmm. Um, how we think and how we we know what we know about God through scripture is what informs our worship response. Yes. Um, that's, that's the lens that we should be coming through. And I think that when we do see some of those examples of, of something that, that might be a little, what we'd call off the rails, um, something that went a little too far. Arguably, I would say that likely those that, that team or that, that church may not have been thinking about whether it was a song or a, a particular moment in a service, they, they weren't thinking about it theologically and being somebody who serves in, and worship technology, that's a line that I have to think about a lot sure. about, you know, do we want to be artistic and we want to do these things because that's glorifying to God. Yes. Um, you know, I, I think of you know, stepping back away from lighting and projection and all of that. I mean, the, why did we have stained glass? Mm. Uh, it, it, it was an act of worship creating that that's beauty. And, you know, so that's lighting. I, I often compare to it's a modern equivalent to stained glass. It's a very similar thing, but Excellent. it's a line that we have to walk. If you are coming out of a worship service and somebody comes up to me and they, I can't think of a moment where this has happened, but if, if it did and somebody came up to me and said, wow, Kevin, the lighting for the worship service today was just amazing. I'd be, I'd be kicking myself a little bit because (laughs) the goal was not for them to notice it. Um, the, you know, the goal is to, to complement what's going on. And I think that's sometimes where we see a lot of examples of churches perhaps going too far or too, what we would say, you know, too emotional, um, Mm -hmm. is when it becomes solely about the performance and the production of things. Um, so it's a line to walk. Um, it is. Nathan, any any final thoughts on this as we try and wrap this up? It is so hard to wrap it up because you you and I we can, we just get us going. We this talk this is shop time. talk, man. That this is, is this is what we great. do. Yeah, it is it is wonderful. Uh, 
Yeah, yes, there, there is. It's, it's, it's wonderful to be a part of such a, a such a discipline that has had uh, this importance and this vital role biblically, and this vital role in in church history, and to be able to to do this and and to have it be hard to quantify. Is a, is a good thing. Mm. It is nice to say, well, okay, there there are times, there are uh, occasions, we don't want to major in them, when there is a music useful for this purpose. Mm. And we see it sometimes in music useful for this purpose. And then what do we do with the, the majority of the time with a congregational singing? Canaan's uh, congregation, the people of Canaan, will frequently hear me say, we sing songs we know to be true about God. We sing them to God. And we sing them to each other about God. And, and it is lovely that we get to major in that. There are sections of songs that talk about our own failings. Mm. There are sections of songs that admit what we do not understand, and that's important. But too much of that can be seen as perhaps navel-gazing because we get to focus on our Lord, focus on Christ mm. and, and all that he's done for us. And I'm so glad that we get to uh, facilitate and, and help people do that because it has such a, a a tradition and such a biblical basis as commanded for us to do and valuable for right. us to do. I just I, I love it. And I love talking about it as as, as you know. <laughs> right. And and one of the the final thoughts that I have is that you hear a lot of people talk about. I know in my my time as a as a worship pastor that I heard this that oh well we are facilitating. Um, an atmosphere of worship. I'm sure you've heard that before. Yes, sir. Um, and, and there's nothing, I have never thought that there was anything wrong with the surface level thought of that. Um, I, I feel like there, there becomes something wrong with it when you dig a little deeper. Um, mm. When you start to think about what do those words actually mean, I'm not sure I agree with it. Um, I think that, and hopefully the congregation um, here at Canaan sees it and hopefully whoever's listening to this, you, you feel this at your own church, but from the worship leader or worship pastor perspective, you on the platform um, from me handling all of the tech and all of the pre-planning that, that goes into a Sunday morning, those are acts of worship. And we are being, we, we are not necessarily creating or facilitating an atmosphere as much as we are being um, chief worshipers. We're being people out front. Hey, we're going to worship Jesus this morning and we invite you to, to come along with us in that. Um, and I, I think that's the goal, you know, that, Mm. that's what we're trying to do. But, um, alas, we are, we are out of time for today. We, we could make this go forever. Perhaps there will be a part two. That's right. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Who's to say, (laughs) but of course, um, we do want to hear from you guys who are listening. So feel free to email us at info at canaanstl.org. If you have questions for pastor Nathan or myself, um, we would love to talk more about this and we will see you guys soon. Thank you so much. God bless. God bless.